Hey there, I'm your host, Dylan. And I'm his wife, Justine. And together, let's make a baby. Let's do it. Okay. For the third time, welcome back to the next episode of Let's Make a Baby. Hey. Hey, how you doing? I'm okay. How are you? Good. This is the third time I've tried this. My computer says it's full, so we're going to see if it actually works this time. I hope so. Yeah, me too. Fingers crossed. Um, I'm your host, Dylan. And I'm his wife, Justine, and the baby mama. Resident baby mama, per Justine's own words. Yeah, I don't know why I said that, but hey, we'll stick with it. It's true. You're pregnant, so. Yeah. Uh, before we get started, I just want to say I'm so sorry to everyone who's listening on the last episode, my computer's having an issue where it's making like a weird clicky sound. Uh, so I'm going to try a different um, USB port and hopefully that fixes it. But I apologize, especially for last week's episode, if there's little clicks and pops. Uh, that's it. I don't know what to do. So again, I'm recording at my table and so I'm not some audio engineer. You're pretty good at it, though. Thank you. I appreciate that. I just don't know what I'm doing, if we're being frank. That was the first time I ever heard it, so that's good. Yeah. So, a couple things. Yeah. How are you feeling? Um, I'm okay. I'm Today is one of those, like, everything hurts and I'm dying. Is that right? Kind of. What hurts? My hips hurt. My, like, lower ab muscles are just kind of getting tugged on and sore. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure there's still four little feet right in that right rib cage. They've so, been there for weeks at this point. Yeah. So sitting upright, like at a 90 degree angle in a chair is just the worst. Well, and um, I'm short of breath because yeah. everything's pushing on my lungs and my uterus yeah. is probably massive with two babies in there. It so. probably is. Does that freak you out? What? The fact that your uterus is massive and you've got two living babies inside of you. I mean, it's spooky when you really think about it. Sometimes, and they're especially because they're bigger now, I can feel them like rolling around and the the kicks feel different. So sometimes it's a little spooky, but mostly it's cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, I feel them. With every, with every passing day. I can even feel them. In fact, just last week, Justine was lying on the couch and I had my head on her stomach. And I was talking to the boys and I obviously know that they're babies. They can't understand words, but it was cool because every time I would talk to them, they would kick my face. <laughs> yeah, it was and really cute. they're responding to my voice, which is kind of fun. And very Kind cute. of a cool way to, to maybe bond with them. Yeah. I don't really get to do that very much. Yeah. So uh, before we get started, I got a couple books here. In preparation to become the ultimate father <laughs> of, uh, of all time, I've got a book called The Expectant Father. The Ultimate Guide for Dads to Be. <laughs> I will say it's a little bigger than I anticipated. That one anticipated. is hefty, yeah. I've got the Be Prepared, a practical handbook for new dads. And it looks like, kind of like an old school 1950s Boy Scout Yep, book. and he's got a baby on his back. Yeah. yeah, that one looks fun, actually. The the baby on the back kind of looks just like a homeless guy. <laughs> it doesn't look like a baby. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and the next one is We're Pregnant, the First Time Dad's Pregnancy Handbook. This is probably a couple thousand pages of... Dad literature, and so if I can't master being a dad uh, after reading those, I'm in I'm in trouble. You'll be just fine. I read a couple pages of the "We're Pregnant," like the first time dad's pregnancy handbook for the third trimester, and I think it's going to be helpful. You think so? Yeah, hmm. I think it'll. I mean, you always you already do a lot of the things that 
it was mentioning, but I think it's cute that you bought all those on your own. Yeah. And, uh, just try not to screw them up, you know? Cause you're pretty good. You read every night before bed or whatever. So you'll get through them. I'm so old. <laughs> I'm going to put the we're pregnant one in your, um, hospital bag because it has a fourth trimester oh that's good i'm gonna need to know about that so yeah um as of right now tomorrow actually um is our 28 week appointment which means justine is seven months pregnant seven flipping months pregnant which is so crazy to think about and i know you guys are so tired of hearing that but every week we make it is just like so nuts so nuts um so justine what is our topic going to be this evening well we have a couple Okay. That's They're great. kind of minor topics. Yeah. Um, I fought the the man, aka Dylan, on recording before our twenty eight week, but mm-hmm. ultimately he's the pod boss. Well basically So here we are. I'm just doing this for our listeners because they want consistency. Sure. They want to hear what's going on. And I don't know this, but I feel like in my own mind we're becoming more than just a IVF uh podcast. Yeah, totally. And I think a lot does at this point for me physically changes a lot every week um this week i had some heartburn which was weird not all the time not consistently anyway so things do happen and things do change well and when all of our listeners are successful in their ivf journey which is going to happen we're here for you guys Mm -hmm. um it is definitely going to you're going to need to be reading these things true why are you destroying my table well i wasn't but i'm sorry I built this beautiful, gorgeous farmhouse table, and Justine's just like scratching the <laughs> finish. Not off. true. If you hate it, just tell me. Okay, I'll throw it away. you know I'll throw it what? Away. It's gone. I just mentioned I can't sit straight up, so we better get into this. Okay, fine. Well, go ahead and take it away, Justine. Okay, so the first topic that we'll talk about, we'll go, we'll save our heavy hitter for the last. How about that? Yeah. Okay. The first one is. As you move into the third trimester, obviously, baby big is bigger. Um, they move a lot more. They have a lot more sensitivity to stimuli. Um, they can open their eyes now, which is crazy. That's pretty uh, crazy. They can notice changes in light, even though the womb is dark, which, I mean, okay. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that, a lot of times as you, you know, you go into th- being 28 weeks pregnant, um, a lot of providers and forums and all sorts of things suggest that you count your baby's kicks. So, you know, because they're bigger and they're more developed, you feel them more regularly. Yeah. Um, you can kind of start to notice patterns in, in their behaviors and in their wake periods versus sleep periods and how active they are so they suggest that you start counting kicks which is really interesting and also um makes me a little stressy at times because i have days where i'm sleepier than other days i have days where i move around more than other days and by the way i can never tell which baby is the one moving yeah i get that so anyways but nonetheless it says Um, You should be paying close attention to your baby's movements every day. A happy baby is a moving baby. And although your little one will have periods of rest when they are sleeping, it's important to be aware of their wakeful patterns and become familiar with these. It's really just kind of being in tune to their behaviors and their patterns so that you can pick up on if something is distressing them or if they're not well. So it's um, obviously you should check with your provider and they'll give you information as to what their recommendation is and it is more personalized because they know your history and your baby. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So there's a, there's kind of this, um, 
old rule that it should be 10 kicks every two hours is what you should get. Lovely. Um, but a lot of things are saying that that's not necessarily hard and fast. That's not a, a rule right now because every baby is different, which it sounds like an old wives tale. Yeah. It makes it more wishy-washy because you're like, Oh, okay. Well, everyone's different and maybe my baby's a different one. I don't know. So So how is this even like a, like a real thing then? Yeah, it's hard. So I think what it really is, what it comes down to is being in tune with your baby's regular patterns okay so that you can notice a deviation from that i think that makes more sense especially for example uh in our case where we have twins growing it's like how are you supposed to know if one is kicking and how punching? would i know that baby b is in, in distress yeah i mean I how would i know that it's crazy and so i have adopted that idea of just trying to figure out like okay no i felt them the normal amount today or no maybe a little less today but let's see what happens throughout the night because i feel like when I lay down, I feel them a ton. Excuse yeah. me. Well, um, and correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, but I think that you know, obviously, like you said, you should be super aware that you are feeling your babies and recognizing those patterns. Mm-hmm. But I think as it progresses, that's why it's so important to, you know, for example, right now we're going every four weeks. It's important at about this stage we'll start going every two weeks, right. so they can monitor the vitals. They can tell if something's wrong, and it's not such a great distance uh, or b- between times. Uh, being seen by the doctor. And we'll add in what's called a non-stress test or an NST um, in the coming weeks. We'll start doing those regularly as well, where they'll hook up little fetal monitors to me. And I, I think I'd like somehow, I don't know how it's exactly accomplished, but they track when I feel them move and they're able to kind of see if the baby is stressed or in distress or not. Anyways. Interesting. That's yeah. crazy. So they add those mm. in later on in the third trimester. And yeah. I'm sure he'll probably tell me more about that. Cool. Um, pretty soon. But it does say that bo- babies move less as they get bigger. Okay. So I have two. You do. I'm not a very large woman. You're not. So it makes me wonder. This is a question I will ask them is should I expect to maybe have less noticeable movement because there's two, because I'm petite, they're getting bigger. They don't have much room to go. Yeah. Um, Not enough room to wind up to. Yeah, exactly. Jenny did say that they're going to not be able to stretch out very much longer at our last appointment. So it'll be really, really interesting. I got a question for you that just popped in my mind. Sure. On a scale of one to 10, Uh how badly does it freak you out? That only three weeks from now, your sister had her babies. Mm. Well, considering that they were healthy, they were just tiny. Yeah. I don't mean health-wise. Um, I just mean like potentially in three weeks, you could have twins. Oh, and like they could be here? They could be here. I'm good. I'm zen. Well, I'm glad you are because I'm scared as hell. <laughs> you know, I'm freaking out. Um. My own, the only thing that scares me is I just hope that I'm in tune enough with them and with my body to recognize if they're not okay. That's all I care about. Yeah. I bet you would. Yeah. I mean, her water broke, so that's a little bit more noticeable, like, oh, this is happening. Yeah. Um, But everything's been so status quo. Hopefully that will mean when something's not, I will know. Well, and hopefully it won't get to the point where things won't be okay. Yeah. Uh, I think that the the moral of the story, though, is, you know, if you are feeling even slightly off, 
reach out to your provider. That's literally mm-hmm. literally what they're there for. And there's at this point, especially after coming this far, there's no reason to risk or you know go through a mental breakdown wondering if your babies are okay. Yeah. If something feels off, you haven't felt them for a day or something, I, yeah, just reach oh, out to your provider. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. better safe than sorry, especially with something so delicate as this. Yeah. Um, I do, I get a little freaked out with the nature of my work. Yeah, I get that. I am, uh, I have to move fast sometimes, not always, but sometimes things can get a little hectic and stressful. Maybe the stress of it more than the physicality is what worries me because that's not good for them. They need me to be Zen. So anyways, it all just things to discuss with your provider of, of when to call, when to be concerned and when not to be. And, um, yeah, I mean, we've been so lucky that everything's been so normal. So now, um, remind me cause pretty soon here, Justine's going to have to hang up the reins for a while, uh, as far as working goes, which financially scares the heck out of me. We could probably do a whole episode on how to navigate that. <sighs> if, if, if there's losing... a way to do so, you know, well, just yeah. if, if you're losing income. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you, did your, did the OBGYN or the doc or whoever it was give you an, a, an approximate time of when they'll be, you'll be sitting down? It's really hard for him to do that. Yeah. Um, he said that, cause I asked him this, actually the last appointment I asked him because I don't want to be caught off guard. Yeah. With the pants down. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he said a lot of times he asks his moms who work full time and especially those who are nurses to either scale back or stop completely at like 35 weeks for a couple of reasons. One, you're just uncomfortable and it's harder on you and on your body. And he thinks there's a lot to be gained from rest before delivery for an easier delivery for less distressed babies, things like that. So, and then he said, well, and then with you, you have twins. So that might bump it up a little bit. 32, 33, he yeah. said, we're just going to have to play it by ear. Because, I mean, honestly, you know, it'd be a miracle if we made it to 35 weeks before the babies were come, let alone work till 35 weeks. Exactly. Yeah, there's no way. So I maybe, mean, what, 32 weeks or something? Maybe. Yeah. I How mean, do you, Yeah. But then, like, if we go tomorrow and my cervix is has shortened and he might tell me, like, uh, you're done right now. Yeah. You know, so I don't anticipate that, but. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Um. How... How do you plan on, because you, you kind of are a busy bee, you like adventure, you like to get out there and do things. I have a hard time just sitting at home. I you really do. do. So what is your plan there? Because it's, it's, you know, for example, okay, 33 weeks rolls around the doc's like, okay, time to call it quits. But then you want to go hike around Jackson hole well, or go, you know, do these crazy things when it's like, well, it kind of defeats the I'm sure the purpose. he'll give me guidelines on what that looks like Yeah, because I do know that the term bed rest is not necessarily best practice anymore. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. M- movement and activity within reason and to an extent is healthy Yeah, for me and for the babies. Um, so hopefully he would give me some very concrete guidelines of like, yeah, you can go to Target and walk around, but then make sure you come home and put your feet up or, you know, you can go to lunch and, to, you know, because yeah. I don't think I'll be on strict bed no, rest no, 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 no. unless something absolutely bonkers is happening but but i think sometimes you know it, so we'll see. i don't know obviously but you know maybe maybe going on walks and things like that might become very limited yeah just because there's yeah. no, no no reason to put undue stress on your body yeah and i've already kind of done that like the other day um my sister was taking the dogs to wherever and i just was tired so yeah, i told her true. like i'm out today like i just don't feel up to it yeah you know 
but I was tired enough that it didn't bother me to stay home. Yeah. So yeah, I do have a, I had a really hard time when I had COVID. I started to feel super cooped up and frustrated and anxious. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I'll have to keep myself busy, even if it means doing so here at home. Reading books and reading doing books puzzles. or watching Netflix or Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Um, I really liked your idea as far as doing an episode. Maybe the next episode we could do with a 28 week mm-hmm. uh, thing about, you know, what is the plan as far as navigating a, a, a cut in income for four or five months? Yeah. I think that's important because in today's day and age, most women, a lot of women, do work outside the home. Well, and you know, something that gets overlooked, I think a lot is the fact that, you know, sure, let's say you're pushing it, you're out for three months, four months, whatever it may be. A lot of times you don't take into account the month that you might have to take off prior. So, I mean, you know. And I don't know that that's something we really thought about. Yeah. Until like maybe a month or two ago. (laughs) No. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of a good thought process because I mean, Mm -hmm. you're looking at potentially four to six months being out of work and that's, that's a big hit in income. Yeah. And not, you know, if you're self-employed, that looks very different. Yeah, totally. If you, I work for a big corporate hospital, so they have things in place to help. And luckily for us, it's not like a zero income situation, but it is a cut and we'll feel that. Oh, for sure. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something you have to be prepared for. So, you know, even now we're, this is obviously we can talk about this more next week, but even now, I've taken a lot of leftovers to work lately, just in an attempt to like, okay, let's get this get budget thing, try habit. to nail down and, and not eat pad thai every single day. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're, well, we can save that for the next episode. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Mike's all yours again. Nope. That's it. So it's just a matter of being in tune with your body. Check with your provider as far as the counting kicks. Um, know your baby's patterns. We know that babies have personalities, so some of them are going to be super mobile and active and wild, and some might be a little more calm and sleepy. Which is totally and fine. And that's okay. Yeah. But you just have to know that enough to know when something's different. Yeah. Wow. So, honey, do you want to do the the, uh, the next uh, a joint topic here, or do you want to save that one for the next podcast? Um, that's entirely up to you. These don't have to be super long, drawn out podcasts. You know, these, especially these, these are supposed to be mini sessions. That's it. Ruling made. That's uh, what we're going to talk about for this episode is the kick counter and and what that looks like and kind of what to expect. Uh, I think that's a great place to leave it for this episode. Yeah. We can give them a little sneak peek on what we'll talk about next time. Yeah, totally. So they know. Yeah. Um, an interesting topic, one that we debated on talking about going back and forth. Um, but ultimately I do think it's, it shouldn't be taboo. It should not be taboo. And we can talk about it without going into intimate details of anything that's inappropriate or whatever. Yeah. Um, so the next one that we're going to talk about next week, when we give you the recap on my appointment tomorrow, um, and I'm off my four straight night shifts and back to being alive, uh, Ew, please bless yeah. me, send out all the good vibes. Um, it's really hard. Can I just say this? This is not even applicable to anything. Say but it, baby. I'm gonna I'm gonna let this out. Please. It's really hard to be a nurse at all. You know, we sign up for that, whatever. Yeah. It's hard to be a nurse while pregnant. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard to be a nurse pregnant with twins. But then you add in the fact it's hard to be a nurse that works nights. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm gonna go one step further here. Okay. It's hard to be all of those things, a pregnant mom with twins, night nurse. When you can't have very much caffeine. 
Yeah. Did you know that we're limited? I did know that, yeah. Yeah. So we're just running on fumes over here. Gas gauge is always on E, but we do it somehow. You know, speaking of limited on caffeine, I've been trying to cut back on the sugar and pop and spending. Uh, Yesterday, I was sitting at my computer because I work in, I'm a financial analyst. I do commercial loans. Anyways, sitting at my computer, I start getting the sleepies. (laughs) All of a sudden, I wake up. <laughs> it was re- it was really bad. Yeah, that happens to me in the middle of the night too. It was like you know, t- two seconds, and I did the old head oh, yeah. head bob, you know. Oh yeah, or but maybe it's a little snore that wakes yeah. you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have four night shifts coming up in a row. Jesus, take the wheel. Send good vibes and yeah. prayers and all the juju and whatever. You know, the one benefit from you working nights is that means the husband can get. A decent night's sleep. But you don't. You always tell me you don't sleep good. Let me tell you one thing. If sleeping, if those night sleeps are bad, this sounds bad, but sleeping with you is hell. <laughs> like, it is so bad. Yeah. Do you we, want to know something? Yeah. I sleep way better without you too. Yeah, that's totally... So, well, it just is what it is. Because well, I don't have to worry about waking you up yeah. or... We can have... And here's the thing is, you know, these these topics, for example, like next week's episodes, these quote-unquote taboo topics yeah it's just facts of life yeah. like there's nothing wrong with you being able to sleep better especially right now while pregnant while i'm gone there's nothing wrong with me being able to sleep gone like let's let's look at the facts here you this have is a, a whole episode too pregnancy and sleep yeah oh you've gosh. got a pregnancy pillow that's pro- approximately three feet wide okay period <laughs> yeah it takes up half the bed we yeah. have a queen size bed yeah not only that you know, that sucks as it is because I have a foot and a half to sleep on and I'm a big dude. You were cramped before the pregnancy pillow. That's right. Yeah. Not only that, preg- you know, pregnant ladies have to pee about 36 Ugh. times a night. It's awful. Every time. And I. And it's a wow. full body workout just to get up. It is. There's grunting and like swinging and rocking and. And, and I got to get my legs untangled. I'm and a get light the sleeper off. as it is. Oh. You know, I'm a light sleeper as it is. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, sometimes I wake up because I think I hear cats fighting outside when I realize There's the not. cats are inside. So all these things combined just makes for a terrible night's sleep. And it's just one of those things. And I always feel bad because I know yeah. you're waking up every time I move. That's true. Even just switching sides yeah. wakes you up. But, um, you know, the important thing is, is, you know, the, pr- the pregnant lady goes through a ton. But it's not to say that the pregnant lady's husband does not go through a ton. Yeah, I know I'm a lot to deal with sometimes. Well, that's not just you. I'm just saying, you know, the nature of being pregnant can be a trying thing on both parties. Totally. You know what I'm saying? Totally. And going off of that, Mm -hmm. a perfect little segue here. Yeah. Um, our next episode is going to be about how to keep the romance alive during pregnancy. That's right. So if you guys can't tell, we are crushing it. That's right. Uh-huh. In that department. We sure are. Uh, Actually, we're doing just fine, but oh, it's funny are. because yeah. that makes it sound like things well, are, are bad. Know, but And I think one of the, the, the keys to that, and before we wrap up, is being honest about things that are going on. Because if you don't talk about things that are frustrating or be open about things, mm-hmm. that can lead to grudges and frustration. And if you and can't that, laugh about it. That's right. It's you're in for a world of hurt once there's two babies screaming at 3 a.m. That's right. This is just good practice. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for this episode, guys. Thanks again for listening. Make sure to like us on Facebook and Instagram and everywhere else. And uh, we love you all and wish you all well with your your IVF journeys. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week on the next episode of Let's Let's Make Make a a Baby. I just hope I survive till next week. We have an audio clip for that, honey. 
Oh. Plus, he sounded more like a zoo animal. I felt like a, <laughs> like a toucan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. I felt okay, strange. Let's... Okay. You guys have a good night. We'll see you. <laughs>